Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. The views and opinions expressed in these radio programs are those of the individual hosts and do not reflect the official policy or position of Universal Broadcasting Network. And I am Walt Lusk, and welcome. I'm, I'm the guy at the board, so sometimes I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that, boss. God for you, because I don't know how to hit any buttons. <laughs> I push a lot of women's buttons, so it's okay. <laughs> we, are, we are broadcasting live from Gower Gulch right here at the Sunset Gower Studios at UBN. And what we need you guys to do, even though it's a Thursday night before Labor Day, is get on the couch with Dr. Judy. We are going to talk about today about... WTF is going on in the world, and WTF is going on in your world. Primarily, we're going to address uh, a lot of news items today. We're going to shrink that news today, in addition to our shrink that tune, which is kind of a little twist today. And we want you to call. Which is healing human disconnect, because as a society, as as, as we're going to talk about in depth, uh, we are really heading toward a big disconnect and it's um, not doing us really well at all uh, which directly relates to the hole in the soul which I talk about on all our episodes here so please please call in get on the couch um, the phone number that. is area code 323-284-7826 323-284-7826 and uh, we promise we'll be really gentle I jump on the couch with Judy all the time and it's really really fun really you're gonna tell the audience that you jump on the couch with me yeah, all the time and it's really really fun yeah, thanks I, a lot walt yeah, but you know what? that's gonna do my reputation a lot of good <laughs> but i didn't say i jumped on the bed i just jumped on the couch <laughs> okay you better qualify that quickly okay <laughs> backpedal backpedal <laughs> so we're going to be dealing today primarily with depression which is Depression. Anger turned inward, right? Thank you. You're good. Yeah, You've I, been listening to some of the things that I talk about. Yes, depression is anger turned inward. And when you're not, when you're not expressed, you are actually suppressed. And so I invite you to please call in. And instead of keeping it unconsciously down there under wraps, come get on the couch and unload so that we can deal directly with... Um, some of your symptoms and um, take a look at how the symptoms that um, hopefully you'll be calling in with will help us 
used to uh, locate the cause of where the symptoms are coming from. Judy has developed a system called the Mind Map, and you can actually go to www.drjudywtf.com and see it's got nine panels. She's been working on this for well over a decade. It's her life's work, and the success that Judy's had, not only with folks that have called in, but in her practice. She's got an incredibly huge practice and uh, accomplishes a lot of stuff and kills a lot of birds with just a few stones in a matter, matter of a uh, few sessions. And, and right now I really want to cover a lot of ground and, and depression is something that is very prevalent in today's world. And uh, again, um, it is a direct result of the whole in the soul. So I want to go over the system with you so that you can get a grip a real good understanding of how this hole in the soul is created and how depression is created and source it. So, Walt, will you push a button right there and put uh, up the what panels bu- what again, please? What button would you like to push? Oh, the panels. The panels, here's, here's, here's uh, the a, nine For those of you that can map. see us on streaming, uh, there are the nine panels. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to go through this kind of sort of. Okay, so no, kind of, sort of, yeah, okay. So if you look at the top... Um, row of the panels, that is how the problem is caused. This is a creation of the problem, dismantling of the problem, and paradigm shift into solution model. So we go from, through, to. Thank you. Oh, anytime. Okay, so here we're looking at the top row, which is the creation of the problem. And for those of you who are able to access a computer, go to drjudyrosenberg.com or www.drjudywtf.com it ends up in the same place. I forget that we've got <laughs> technology now that connects buttons. Yeah, we do. Yes. We, have a, we have a radio show now, doctor. I forgot. You know, I forgot that they link right up. It's less typing, Oh, well. Too. Okay, so go to that button on your, or go to that website. It's and right it's first page. There. You don't have to go anywhere. It just thank you. comes right up. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll catch on sooner or later to the techno world. Uh, So when you look at the mind mind map, take a look at panel one. And uh, in panel one... The panel one, one, we're going from darkness, which is is actually the wound, right? Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Panel one is the wound. So when we're born, we are born from a blank slate state, meaning that we don't really have a problem unless we've been injured. Uh, physically injured, thrown on the head, unless there's some sort of a genetic birth defect um, that is encoded into your, um, your, your, your genetic material, we're pretty much a blank slate. We're in a blank slate state, meaning that we are sponging in experiences. We're very open. We're like a, I call it with my patients, I call it a permeable membrane. We're like mm-hmm. a sponge. We're taking in the, uh, the love, the touch, the nurturance. We're taking in the sensations that are supposedly going to be positive sensations, connecting sensations that are going to help us form into a healthy human being. This is the premise. The premise is is that we are open so that we can have good things flow in. However, that is not always the case. We're not always um, presented or we're not always fortunate to, to, to land up with parents that are going to be loving, nurturing, and connecting with us. So what happens is when there's any kind of a human disconnect, and now I'm gonna go with the mother infant disconnect, and I want to go over what that exactly means because I, I, it's, you know, it's like a very 
nebulous phrase. What's mother-infant disconnect? What it is is what when, is it? Yeah, what is it? Okay, so mother-infant disconnect. Here's what it's not. What it's not is eye contact, skin contact, breastfeeding, consistency, mirroring. Mirroring is when baby smiles, mom smiles. Uh, attunement. That means that when the baby's needs are. Um, um, on top of the file of to-do lists, we put that need first. Not our needs, it's baby over mother. And when I say mother, I'm, I'm talking about primary caregiver. So mother is just that representation of primary caregiver. So that's what it takes to make a healthy psyche. You need that consistency, the touch, the breastfeeding, the, um, the, the unconditional love that's defined by these behaviors and ultimately, we need to have this go on for at least the first two or three years right, of life. Right. So unbeknownst to many, if you put your child in childcare too early and you go from um, 100% contact and then suddenly the baby's in a new environment, that is a disconnect. If you, if you go on vacation, that's another disconnect. If you're depressed and you're not emotionally available, that's another disconnect. If father is um, not being supportive to the mother and she falls into postpartum depression and doesn't get enough support around her, then she's not able to um, nurture her baby because she's, she's sad and disconnected from and she can't give to. So these are different forms of disconnects. There are lots of others, but these are the primary disconnects. So when that occurs, um, there is a, a reaction, which is panel two. There's a reaction to the, the wound of disconnect, which then manifests into symptoms. And these symptoms start off by um, crying. The baby will start crying. If you leave a baby alone, what's the baby going to do? The baby's going to cry. The baby's going to well, show up. Adults upset. do too. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so just like, just like the babies. We don't like to be left alone. We don't like to be unattended to. We don't like it when we're left to um, to just sit there in the dark, so to speak. So what happens at that point is at first the baby will cry and make noises. But if we're ignored for too long, then another stage sets in, which is... Um, kind of a hopelessness you know I've cried I've, 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 I've whined I've thrown up I've done everything but mom isn't there so now what so now sets in a state of hopelessness where no matter what nothing happens and this it's a sense of uh, feeling ineffectual in the world this is where um, that learned hopelessness begins the seed of learned hopelessness comes when we are not responded to and when we're not responded to, it develops into a core belief about ourselves when we, we become a little bit more cognitively advanced. When our brains become more advanced, we weave a story around why we're not being attended to, why we're being disconnected to. So if you move, move over to panel three, you'll see a DNA strand, and I'm, I'm gonna use it as a metaphor, and I use panel three as many. Which is actually encoding of, the wound. The wound that we've got is now part of our being, and yes. uh, it's, it's uh, now, whether we like it or not, it's, it's a big deal. 
Yeah, we encode the wound and usually that encoding is our negative core belief. So when I'm treating my patients, they'll come in and I'll discover their negative core belief by presenting them with choices. So I'll say something to them that will speak to a possible core belief. If it's not their core belief, they're not going to react. And if it is their core belief, they're going to have a big reaction, and then we will both well, what know. Well, what are some examples of core belief? Oh, I have many examples. Oh, but I'm sure you do. I, yeah, I do, I do. Okay, so one is I'm a failure. That's a major core belief. Uh, I'm not important enough to be number one. I'm not worthy. Nobody loves me. No one loves me. I'm stupid. Okay, these are some core beliefs that people believe about themselves. And what, what, what is very important to understand about a core belief is that we did not put that core belief there. That core belief began at the wound. That wound, which was the disconnect, the reaction to the wound that encoded into the core belief is basically seeing ourselves through the eyes of our caregiver. So if we're seeing ourselves through the eyes of our caregiver and those eyes were, quote, occluded, dark, not nurturing, not connected, then we're going to start seeing ourselves through those eyes. And we're going to disconnect not only from our, our primary caregiver, mother, but we're going to start disconnecting from ourselves. Well, along those lines, possibly as a story that actually in the news today in the LA Times mm -hmm. uh, regarding depression, since we're talking about depression today, yeah. um, a study shows that men are just as likely to be depressed as women. And this, I, the consensus is that prior to this, women were supposedly more depressed than men. But I guess we, and you even made a joke about it, we do we men do more things to hide our depression, mm -hmm. like we're, we're jerks and we're assholes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we might be more than that, we're probably depressed. But it says here that uh, um, depression can look, and look very different in men and women, and many are hallmarks, but rage, risk-taking, substance abuse, even workaholism can hide it in plain sight, which are a lot of stuff that us guys do. Mm -hmm. So long-standing disparity between the depression rates in men and women is disappearing. One, one thing here is, this is actually from the JMA of psychiatry, so this is a big deal. Women are 70% more likely to have major depression than men, but men are four times more likely to commit suicide. Which tells us that men are just as depressed, if not more, than women, but the symptoms show up differently. When you're angry and rageful, underneath that is a sense of powerlessness because now you've got a power over other people exactly. in order to regain your power so the depression shows up as um as, as with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, just saying, um, anger, 
uh, workaholism. Well, the list here is uh, pleasurable activities such as mm-hmm. um, you know anger attacks, aggression, irritability, substance abuse, risk-taking behavior, and hyperactivity. Okay? Right. But also guilt, feeling of worthlessness, and loss of interest in pleasurable activities. Right. Yeah. Okay, which is a very common symptom of depression because when you're hopeless, you certainly don't want to go out into the world because you don't think there's going to be anything great out there. So it's you know, better just stay home and hide and not take any risks. So, uh, yeah, when we factor in these other symptoms that go along with, with, with this new definition of symptoms of depression, it kind of balances out. And I think as a society... It's just not that gender-specific no, anymore. No, not anymore. Oh. It's a unisex thing, probably. Yes, it is. When you talk about staying home and checking out, mm-hmm. and we're talking about you know healing human disconnect, mm-hmm. you know that technology is promoting human disconnect, becoming human disconnect. What's interesting is we've got more gadgets, and the world is at our fingertips. And I've always said that we've got more time-saving devices than ever, but do we have any more time? Mm. <laughs> and What's all the we do to that wall do we have any more time <laughs> all we now do is text mm-hmm. so the thing that uh you know we owned now owns us right we're radically connected to our cell phone our smartphones yeah and the thing is is that we feel more connected because we feel that we're exactly. always in connection to all these people we we can really respond to what hundreds of emails in one day we can, absolutely we can make, really since yeah. great sense of accomplishment yeah, and then and then and then we think, oh wow, wow! Today I I, I connected with a hundred people. I connected with one thousand two hundred and eighty uh, four Facebook friends. Wow, I'm really connected. That's right. Okay, exactly. but but how come we're feeling lonelier? How come we're feeling more depressed? How come we're feeling more disconnected today than ever before? Because technology made it easy for us to stay in touch while keeping a distance. Till we just stayed distant and never touched. Oh, now we do is text. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. And if we've gone from a cellular phone to a cell in a phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we are in a cell on our own. Did you like that? Yes. I just made that up. Yes. You inspired me. Oh, thank you. So, but, uh, so, you know, the thing is, and it's really funny, we've all seen stuff. In fact, I've been emailed and, uh, you know, the jokes of, you know, good friends are getting together and hanging out and all they're mm-hmm. doing is sitting there texting to who knows who and they're not even interacting with the people they're with. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get together, we finally make it to, to, to get yeah. it together and have this time with our best friend or, you know, whoever we're with. And then what do we do? We disconnect from them to connect to some other person that's not even there. And today I was sitting with a friend of mine and I was saying, you know, what's missing from technology is the eye contact the body contact, the tone of voice, the um, smell of a person, just the body language of a person, okay? That's a big missing. Well, that's the majority of communication. That is. Is body language and, of course, voice inflection, both of which come come through really well with texting. Yeah, really well with texting. So here we are back to the cause. I'm connecting the dots here for everybody because, again, when we're not connected to when we're not touched when we don't have eye contact when we don't have skin contact when we are not attuned to we start going into that hole the hole of depression so now what are we doing we're replicating the original wound we are basically just all over 
the map with what the Freud, in other words, the Freudian repetition principle of the original disconnect is now uh, manifesting in our ways of communication. And if you want to become more connected with Dr. Judy, you can. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call her right away. We're at 323-284-7826, 323-284-7826, and get on the couch with Dr. Judy. And again, uh, when you express, then you take the first step in undepressing yourself because depression, again, anger turned inward. You don't know how to take that poison out of you and direct it appropriately to the right source. So what happens is you turn it in against yourself and then you start demeaning, devaluing, and destroying. And a lot of my patients suffer from self-hate. That's a big deal, Walt, suffering from self-hate. Because guess what? Guess what they're not addressing? Themselves. And who else? Those around them? Those around them? Come on, you know my system. Who are they not addressing? Oh, wow. You too. Atypite, huh? I'm, I'm, They're I'm, not addressing cause. Oh, of course. They're not addressing well, first sometimes cause. Well, they don't, they don't, sometimes they don't even know what the cause is. No, or the we cause don't. Exists. We don't know. That's you what know. they need you for. Well, yeah, because you can't know what you don't know. This is a and, blind spot. And uh, along those lines, we have a caller. Oh, yay. Yep. Okay. Hey, thanks for being on the couch with Dr. Judy. WTF you calling for? This is Walt and Judy. You're on the air. Hello, Walt and Judy. Hello. Hey. Um, what is your name? Qu- my name is Gary. Hi, Gary. How old uh, are you, may I ask? Yeah, I'm in my 40s. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. What is your question? Um, I've been having issues with depression off and on, anxiety, okay. stuff okay. like that. And uh, it mm-hmm. just seems like it's very hard to, to shake it. Okay. Uh, I can know it's it's really tough, Gary. You know, you get up in the morning, you put your feet on the floor, and it's like, oh, man, another day. So, um, Gary, depression is very debilitating. It is, it is often misunderstood by uh, the general population. People think, oh, you're depressed. Just go out, exercise, eat right. Um, don't think about that you'll get over it. It's not like that. The mind and the body are interconnected. So what happens on a biochemical level, uh, Gary, is that when the mind and the body talk to each other, which they do, and the brain is kind of like our own pharmacology, you understand? It's a pharmacological system. So when you start getting into this hole of the depression, actually your serotonin levels start to alter and um, in your brain chemistry starts to change. So when this happens, again, it takes you back to that place where there was a disconnect from cause, mother-infant disconnect. So I have, I have a few questions to ask you, Gary, so that we can diagnose it and I can um, start to um, help other people out there to uh, understand the source of the depression. So do you mind if I ask you maybe three, four, five key questions, please? Sure. Okay. So were you breastfed? Um, I was, but uh, my mom developed mastocytis or something like that. It's just uh, like uh, um, engorgement of, of the uh, glands, and she couldn't produce enough milk, I guess. Okay, I so see. So let's put on uh, formula. Okay. Okay, so I don't know, and we cannot know because we don't have a camera to... Um, 
you know, put, that's on a disc that we could put in and see what happened. But what, what we do know about breastfeeding is that breastfeeding naturally puts you in body-to-body -body contact with your mother. And it also uh, is a different experience than having the bottle in your mouth. So that's the first disconnect right there. And oftentimes, for those of you who are mothers, oftentimes, if you are not breastfeeding your baby, um, in your bottle feeding, make sure that you hold the baby in your arm and you, you gaze at the baby and you have that yeah, eye, contact eye contact and the skin right. contact. So for those of you who are unable to breastfeed or have chosen not to breastfeed, you can still simulate that body contact. So that there, there's your first disconnect um, between the mother-infant disconnect. Um, I have another question for you, Gary. Uh, was your mother stay at home or did she go back to work during the first year of your life? She went back to work. I'm not sure how, how soon after the birth. Um, I think she was at home for about nine months. About nine months. She went back to work full time. Okay, and who took care of you? Uh, my grandma. Okay, did your grandmother start taking care of you? Was she your primary caregiver to begin with, or was your mother the primary caregiver to well, begin with? They were both there. We lived in the same house. Okay. And um, so my grandma helped out, and she actually spent a lot of time with me. Okay. After my mom started working, I was primarily with her mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of years, and then I went to preschool, kindergarten, all that school. Okay. And so, then, mm -hmm. and then when I would get home from school, my grandma was there and she took mm -hmm. care of me, um, lunch, dinner, uh, make sure I uh, do the homework. Okay. Okay. So, so I just want to get really specific here because it's important. Was your mother initially the primary caregiver after um, you were born or was it your grandmother? There's only one primary. And it's it's kind of hard to tell because both of them were there. Okay. And I don't remember that far back, so I don't, I'm not really sure. Me neither. But okay. I know Grandma was around a lot. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, we, we lived in the same house. Okay, so this is an interesting so. situation. Usually there's one primary caregiver, but if truly it was 50-50, then once you start with the 50-50 situation, you have to carry that through for the next couple of years of life because then there's an attachment break. you got to be consistent. Yeah, you've got to be consistent. So your mother, your mother created a radical change at that point. She went back to work full-time, not part-time. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so there's another mother-infant disconnect. Were there any other disconnections? Was your mother depressed? Was your mother... Um, anxious was your mother um suffering emotionally in any in any way you know i'm not really sure that mm -hmm. was a while back but i do remember that uh, when we moved away i was in third grade i think mm -hmm. and at our own place um i was really depressed about that because i um i always wanted to to live where my grandma lived Okay. And so a lot of times after school, I used to go back to her house okay. and then get back home like later, like after parents got there. Okay. What, what's interesting about what you're saying is that there was always that craving to reconnect to the primary. So sometimes your mother was gone. It sound, sounds almost like you had two primary caregivers. Is that what it it's does? I mean, if you missed your sound? grandmother, that would imply and Absolutely. say to me. Yeah. Absolutely. So here you have... 
one extreme of mommy there and grandma there all the time and now suddenly mom's gone for or to work for many many hours of the day and then you have grandmother and then you move and now you you don't have grandmother at all so you see how it back and forth in the in this case in your case can you see that yeah that would get confusing that's that that always yeah. creates a state of missing so you're always in a state of missing. Would there be abandonment as well? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that. That's what it is. There's this this core that develops that is is that hopeless core that I talked about earlier. Because <clears throat> instead of feeling nice and calm and contained and feeling like your world is an oyster, so to speak, now you're not knowing whether uh, the people that you love the most, which is your mother and your grandmother, are going to be there. So sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. And one of the things that my patients suffer from is I call it the flashing light mother. Okay, Sometimes she's there, sometimes she's not there. And this makes for craziness because what we need is we need consistency. So you had, you had some consistency, but you didn't have that 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 flow of consistency from both of these caregivers all the time so that would explain why you're you're depressed now the anxiety i wanted to address it anxiety because okay. anxiety yeah. and depression are really related okay so anxiety is actually a defense against depression depression is not a feeling depression is a state it's such a catatonic state and if you've been depressed, you know what I mean. It's almost like a feelingless state. It's not an emotional state. You might cry sometimes. You might feel feel things in that state of depression. But people who are depressed will um, stay at home. They'll um, pull the curtains. It'll be dark in there. They may. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eat too much or sleep too much or not eat at all, and they will cut themselves off. They will isolate. So it's an isolative state. So what the anxiety does is it's almost like, Gary, when you were with your grandmother, you were probably anxious about where your mother was. When you were with your mother, you were anxious about where your grandmother was. So you never had any peace. That's the anxiety. Where's mom? Grandma's here. Oh, grandma's here. That's good, but I'm missing mom. Oh, now, now, uh, now I'm with uh, 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 mom, and grandma's not here. So, can you see how this place that you you were in, this environment that you were in, was really, really anxiety provoking and not comfortable? And after a while, you had to go into your hole because it's too much to have that much anxiety in your system all the time. So, anxiety is kind of like you're trying to keep it together. You're not falling into the hole, but... Okay, so look at panel number four. Well, panel number four is, of course, the uh, chaos falling right. apart from the wound. Correct. So, I mean, this sounds pretty chaotic. You know, you, who's on first? Right. So if you're trying to keep it together, if you're trying to keep it together, which is the panel three, the tightly wound DNA strand, right. 
and you're, 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 you're standing at the precipice. You don't know if you can keep it together or you can't keep it together. The precipice is a very dangerous place to go because you don't want to fall in the hole. So anxiety is like you're standing on the precipice. You don't want to fall in the hole. But you know what? Sometimes things move over to panel number five. And, that, and that's, uh, of course, again, very chaotic. And it, it, it's uh, crazy. Actually, panel four is the chaos panel. And then panel five is... I'm sorry, the, he's, defending the, he's defending the chaos. That's right. Defending the wound. That's right. Panel five is the depression. It's that hole. It's one of your symptoms. It's one of your defense mechanisms against this place of um, not knowing whether you're going to be nurtured or not or who's the nurturer. So what you do is you isolate and you go into the hole. And it's a defense mechanism. And going back to the biology and that's model... And where, that's where most people... I mean, if they get into your uh, mind map, that's where they get stuck. They get stuck in panel five. And they get defending their wound because it's part of them and they don't want to get rid of it even though they know they're going to be a whole lot happier and freer without it. Yeah, they don't, yeah, it's like a cocoon but not a good one. Yeah, right. Okay, so you're in this hole, it's not a good hole and not a lot of No butterflies are coming out of there. No, 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 there's nothing, okay, so back to the biology. No butterflies and sunshine. No, no sunshine. (laughs) No sunshine when they're gone. That's it. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. No, not at all. <laughs> so in this hole of depression, uh, we we can we can just cook in there until it just gets so dark, and we feel so hopeless that eventually we start. Eventually, we 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 will bottom out in that place, and we will move either proactively move out of it by seeking help, or we will reactively um, implode. Well, yeah, either or yeah, implode. implode or explode. Right. We've got some stories here. So, um, yeah. So back to Gary. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And by the way, you are listening to Dr. Judy, and you're on the couch with Dr. Judy WTF here on UBN Network. And uh, we are talking to Gary, who's calling in and uh, dealing with some depression, which, of course, is our hole in the soul issue today, depression and anxiety issues. So, Gary, thank you so, so much for calling. Wait, I just wanted to say one other thing to Gary, please. Are you still there, Gary? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what I wanted to tell you is that the cure for all of this is to take the depression, which is the anger turned inward, and this is where the risk occurs, where you have to start addressing the cause, because the source of the anger is the mother-infant disconnect, and that's where most of the therapy takes place, is actually sourcing that feeling back to cause and that's where you start to heal by having a series of healing truthful conversations because it's the truth of it that will set you free there it is truth will set you free yes. Can I ask another question sure just just to make a comment actually sure um you were talking about the weight gain mm-hmm. and the anxiety that's exactly what happened when i was a kid mm-hmm. at about five years of age i started all of a sudden gaining weight Yes. And uh, I've been battling that for, you know, for the rest of my life, so to speak. And, okay. Uh, okay. Also, another thing is um, I've stayed very close with my grandmother and my mom mm-hmm. through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very, very special relationship with my grandmother. Okay. Uh, there is one thing that I'm upset with my mom. My mom is, is a great woman. I mean, she's like mm-hmm. the best mom. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing, and I'm not really sure how to deal with it. Um, my mom and I, you know, like in every family, you have arguments. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother was ailing toward the end of her life, and she was in and out of hospitals. 
uh, it just happened one day that my mom and I, we had uh, a bit of a spat and she wasn't talking to me. She was upset. Okay. My grandma ended up in the hospital and my mom didn't let me know. Okay. She okay. passed away. Your, your grandma and, passed uh, away? I didn't have a chance to say. Uh, oh, you, you, okay. you didn't, you didn't get right, closure. All right, so just, just, just to get closure on this, yeah. and, and then I, I just wanted not to leave you hanging on it. First of all, the weight is a way to chemically undepress yourself because food has sugar in it. I'm sure you're eating something with carbs and sugar, so that's an, a natural antidepressant that just puts you deeper into the hole. And so far as the scenario that you described about your grandmother dying and you're not having the ability to uh, uh, say goodbye to her. I would bet you that you have a lot of anger toward your mother for holding the truth from you so that you didn't have an opportunity to express this. So um, again, uh, unexpressed feelings turn gangrene on us. And when they turn gangrene on us, then they turn inside and they start eating away at the fiber of our being so gary thank you so much for calling in i really appreciate it and so there's a lot of truth to be told here thank you doctor so thanks for listening gary and uh call again all right thanks so you know what that so we got a call So that, that uh, you know, anger outward inward. I mean, uh, you know, my father passed away a year, two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and he was buried locally. So if mm-hmm. I have any challenges, I just, you know, I go visit him. And I don't know if that might help yeah. him or not. It's something simple. Or uh, maybe she's, maybe the, since he's here and, you know, I don't know where she's, she's buried, but mm-hmm. that might help with closure. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, dealing with some current osh- issues, um, Mil- Miley Cyrus is... Uh, an issue that uh, I think you wanted to talk about. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she, Do you? <laughs> she, she Picking was, uh, on those she celebrities was on, again, are oh, you, Walt? Well, you know, the celebrities are our royalty. We've got Walking to. that tightrope, yes, huh? Yes, indeed. She, she was twerking too much, even for Lady Gaga, at the Video Musical Awards over the weekend. Okay. And it's official, I think, that uh, Miley Cyrus was, of course, Hannah Montana and mm-hmm. with Disney. And I think mm-hmm. with all of this... Tw- twerking t-w-e-r-k and i had to look it up at the urban dictionary and basically it's rhythmic gyrating of the lower fleshly extremities in a a lasciviousness manner wow okay so she basically is trying to divest herself from uh disney and hannah montana and i think she successfully did such well what's so interesting is what's disney all about family right innocence childhood right so what is she doing she is basically dissing her innocence. She's dissing yep, she her childhood. Is. If we're to shrink this uh, particular um, event, then connecting the dots back to the wound somewhere, somehow, anyone who acts out in this manner uh, and, and needs to get that much attention um, is either smart because they're going to capitalize on Well, she's a performer, it, okay? right? She yeah, wants to get no, attention. Yeah, no, no, I right? get it. I get it. Okay, bad publicity is better than no publicity. Absolutely. So I get that. And then there's another piece of it. So just, you know, taking her out of the formula and talking in a very general way about people who are attention seekers, high attention seekers. So uh, what does everybody out there think? So if you didn't get attention, guess what? Well, she got she got plenty of it now. Right. So it's a reaction formation. So the opposite of being ignored, the opposite of not being connected to, is 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 wishing to be the center of. When you're not important enough, 
you need to be important enough. And that's one way to be important enough. Just have the whole world um, tune in and listen to you. And now now you're pretty important, there it is. you say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. On, on that uh, Lamar Odom of the Clippers is becoming less important. It turns out uh, it uh, he had some issues with crack cocaine. Really? Yes. I'm shocked. And yeah. uh, so first off, they wanted to re- renegotiate his contract, and they could never reach him. He was unreachable. Talk about human disconnect. Well, unreachable, <laughs> perfect. Because yeah. see again. So they couldn't make they couldn't make progress in the contract negotiations, and they finally said, "Forget about it," and they he's done. Even though his wife, Chloe Kardashian, mm-hmm. is standing by her man. Oh, what a good wife she is. Okay, so she's either a great supportive wife, or maybe she's what they call a codependent. Could be either say. or both. I mean, we she, don't know. She wants to be in that limelight, just like I don't know. Enough the other about case. Her. She'd have to come into my yeah. office and I'd have to shrink her tune, okay? So uh, in general, when people turn to drugs, it's because they don't have enough, um, they don't have enough in there. Remember, in order to, to, to build a healthy psyche, we, da- we need that emotional nourishment. When people don't have the emotional nourishment, they need energy, from outside right. sources. Right. So last time we talked about love addiction, and the theme will continue on because it's a very prevalent addiction in our society. We want to pull somebody in to help us stabilize our inner core of our, our being. We will also use drugs in the same way. We will use dr- drugs addictively because our core sense of self is, is, is not strong, and we're in emotional pain, and sometimes we're in the emotional hole. And what's cocaine? Well, what, what, it's a stimulant. It's a stimulant. I'm going to say so, you were talking about the fact that Lamar, you know, he can't be Superman all the time. No. So, and he, you know, they suck, you know, the energy, the fans, and everybody else. Yeah. So too much. Too much pressure. Lamar. Too much pressure. Too much pressure to be the husband of Khloe Kardashian, right? And I mean, you've got to keep it up right there. Absolutely. Okay. And then to be a part of a, a this team got to keep it up right there and then i don't know your history but i'm imagining that you had some disconnects in there because now you too are exhibiting symptoms of the hole in the soul which is addiction so what's so sad about that is uh i'm i'm thinking he doesn't really want to be kicked off the team not really but then when the the pain of the the drug became the team well the there we go right so what he did is, is put up panel number three, please. Well, panel three, of course, is encoding the wound. Yes, right? encoding the wound. So instead of uh, hooking up with a team or yes. hooking up with a healthy person right. or healthy uh, lifestyle, what he's doing is he's hooking up with the bond. He's, he's, he's encoding his, he's literally encoding his chemistry with the bond, the cocaine bond. And now he's got a new deal and the new deal well, what's is interesting is, is is the cocaine and I right. love I loved Robin Williams definition of cocaine which I heard a long long time ago mm-hmm. it's God's way of telling you you're making way too much money and about yeah. it turns out that about 30% of all the fellow NBA players are are addicted to some form of drug hard well, drugs well the pressure is so great oh, it's huge. that it's you, huge. Know, you, you know some people just can't can't sustain that kind of thing and again if you're not using health healthy defense mechanisms then you're using unhealthy defense mechanisms most of us use a combination of uh, of both healthy defense mechanisms would be having good boundaries for example defending yourself against people that you know are not going to serve you uh, healthy defense mechanisms would be um 
saying no when you mean no. That would be an example. Healthy defense mechanisms would be eating right, exercising, um, encoding yourself with, uh, with, with, with bonds that sustain you, bonds that nourish you and the fiber of your being. That would be a healthy defense mechanism. Yes, and there's another story that I just think is crazy I got to touch on this week is there was an eight-year-old boy Mm -hmm. uh, who was uh, was playing a video game. It was Grand Theft Auto, which is a pretty violent game in the first place and Mm -hmm. really is for people over 17, Mm -hmm. decided to uh, find a gun and shot his caregiver grandmother in the back of the head. Ooh, okay. So um, they live in a mobile home. It turned out she, she was very nurturing, and they actually lived in the same room when they slept. Amazing. They slept in the same room. Amazing. And some say he was playing with a gun, but he pointed it right to the back of grandma's head and that was it. Okay, so where was mom? Well, that's the whole issue. Grandmother was the caregiver and what you said was, um, well, there's a lot of aggression built mm-hmm. up. I mean, an eight year, in an eight-year-old, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. from not only the issue of where's mom, but mm-hmm. you know, watching this video game. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gonna blame the game, right. but that's that's. Right. But that's not the game to blame. No, no okay. it's not. So it's um, a kid all the way along. Okay, so so every child wants the primary caregiver, and what's missing in this picture is the mom. So where is mom? So can you imagine if grandma is the substitute mom? Does that eight-year-old child want grandma, or does that eight-year-old child want mom? Well, funny you should say that because now that grandma's out of the picture, yeah, he's back with his parents. Well, he got what he wished <laughs> he for. He got exactly what yeah, he wanted. Yeah, he did. And you know, the, the crazy thing is because he's a minor, right? He doesn't have to no, do time. In, in, well, this happened in, I believe it was Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And under 10, they don't uh, can't prosecute. So speaking of human disconnect, where was mom? But even though mom somehow left the picture, abandonment, right? Still... That child wanted mom, and he was going to do everything in his power, even kill his grandmother. Well, it's pretty How crazy. crazy is that? I mean, right? it's pretty He's crazy willing. that grandma had a loaded gun lying around, for goodness sakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he offed his grandmother, did. and um, he lived happily ever after by getting back together with mom. And the question I have is, is he still playing Grand Theft Auto? That's what I'm I, I don't know. I don't know. Does his mother let him? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's too sad. I shouldn't be laughing at that. Uh, that's really and There's the fourth version. I mean, yeah. it's a very popular game. Mm-hmm. You have been, we're uh, on the couch with Dr. Judy. This is Dr. Judy WTF here at the UBN Network and the Gower Gulch, uh, Sunset Gower Studios in Gower Gulch. And I want to hear from you. Please get on the couch. We've got a little more time. Our phone number is area code 323-284-7826. And I know you're listening because I know I have a lot of uh, new Facebook fans who are tuning in. And so I dare you. You know, it's not um, truth or dare here. But yeah, truth or dare. I dare you. Get on the couch because the truth will set you free. And once you start expressing yourself and not being repressed, you will find that that depression starts to lift. So while I'm waiting for a call in why don't we, tweet in. We've got uh, a little more time. Why don't we do, we're going to shrink that tune. Great. And, uh, Love that part of the show. What's interesting so is. So much we, fun. We've got, okay. uh, here we go. We have an artist who um, I just found a story on. His name is Harry Nielsen, N-I-L-I-S-S-O-N. And he had a very troubled childhood, but, um, and he had three wives. But he kind of chronologically went through his music 
mm-hmm. wrote some great, great stuff. He was abandoned by his father. Uh, his mother was an alcoholic, so he's got some great foundation for writing mm-hmm. songs, right? Yeah, right. Um, yet his, uh, his her loneliness, she seemed to help her son develop a rich imagination, even though her mom was, uh, you know, had issues because her husband was an uh, alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And he wrote even songs like um, uh, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, right? A dream, uh, let, let Me Tell You About My Best Friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But one of the songs he wrote uh, was from a song that was very prevalent on Three Dog Night. It was called One. One is the Loneliest Number. Mm-hmm. Describes much of his own sense of isolation as a child. So didn't he come from, the, wasn't his band Three Dog Night? Is that correct? No, he wrote the song that Three Dog Night actually performed. Okay, so he wrote the song yes. for Three Dog Night. He wrote the lyrics. Night. Okay, yeah. great. So we're gonna, the lyrics are, One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Okay, so abandonment issues, can you hear this? <laughs> yeah. The loneliest number one. Two can be as bad as one. Well, yeah, if you've got a mother who's depressed because your father's an alcoholic and she's not able to attune to you, sometimes one plus one is less than two. I talked about this on the last episode, and when when you have a situation where the mother's just not at all emotionally present, which I, I'd really be surprised if she was be, being able to be emotionally present with an alcoholic yeah, father who knows yep. what he was doing to her, okay? So... Two can be as bad as one, meaning that his connection to his mother and father was not an improvement uh, in his life. It was not an asset. No, it's not. So no is the saddest experience you'll ever know. Yes, it's the saddest experience you'll ever know because one is the loneliest number you'll ever do. One is the loneliest number Whoa, worse than two. Yeah, and there it is. Whoa, worse than two. That combination of his mother and himself didn't do him much good, nor did the combination, nor did the connection with his mother didn't do him much good, nor did the connection with his father. Well, remember, his dad was an alcoholic and he was abandoned by his mom. Oh, he was, oh, sorry, yeah, he was so abandoned. We got, we got, so, he was, so, in, he was so. in what we call the double dungeon. He's, he got issues Thank with both you. the parents and the mother. Right? Thanks for that correction. Uh-huh. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. One is the loneliest m- number worse than two. Okay, so I, I like this line well, about yes. yeah. Okay, no is the saddest experience. No is mom's gone. Yeah, well, it gets right? better. It gets better. It's just no good anymore since you went away. Now I spend all my time just making rhymes of yesterday. Okay, so uh, re- making rhymes of yesterday. Can you see how the obsessive compulsive uh, uh, behavior or thinking might start here? Because when there's a loss, we can't accept the loss when it's that primary a loss is losing a mother. So what do we do? We reconnect with images and and scenarios from the past and then we run we run it like a broken record a la what the freud so what he's doing is he's spending time making rhymes of yesterday probably singing that tune over and over again and that's about i mean that's just the song i mean there you know, goes the chorus and whatnot so uh here is one is the loneliest number
And, of course, that was One is a Loneliest Number, performed by Three Dog Night. We won't tell you which decade. Uh, written by Harry Nielsen, and uh, who had a very troubled past. You've been listening to Dr. Judy WTF. Tune uh, in next week and get on the couch with Dr. Judy. And this episode, as always, has been brought to you with unconditional love, the most powerful healing force on the planet. Absolutely. God bless everyone. Change.